In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Gregory Clarkson and his wife Joe are here. As many of you guys know, we've been telling you they're coming for a long time. Um, they're here. And Gregory is going to teach us uh, the first, he's going to open for us Ezra. So um, if you remember, we are finishing the Old Testament. We've been doing the Old Testament in the Hebrew order of the books. And the Hebrew Bible ends with Ezra, Nehemiah, and Chronicles. So those are the, we're, that's what we're doing for the rest of summer. He's going to open with Ezra for us. Um, anyways, uh, let's welcome Gregory. Okay, let's get right into the word. Ezra 1, 1. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia so that he sent a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever there is among you of all his people, may his God be with him. Let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel, he is the God who is in Jerusalem. Every survivor at whatever place he may live, let the men of that place support him with silver and gold, the goods and cattle, together with a free will offering for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Then the heads of the fathers, households of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and the Levites arose, even everyone whose spirit God had stirred to go up and rebuild the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. All those about them encouraged them with articles of silver, with gold, the goods, with the, with goods, with cattle, and with valuable valuables, aside from all that was given as a free will offering. Also, King Cyrus brought out the articles of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem, and put in the house of his gods. And Cyrus, king of Persia, had them brought out by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and he counted them out to Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. Now this was their number, 30 gold dishes, 1,000 silver dishes, 29 duplicates, 30 gold bowls, 410 silver bowls of a second kind and 1,000 other articles. All the articles of gold and silver numbered 5,400. Sheshbazar brought them all up with the exiles who went up from Babylon to Jerusalem. What an amazing start to a journey. But unfortunately, I feel like, Jude, I wanted to come here and celebrate with you guys. Talk about this is awesome but I can't how we can go from here to what comes next now I relate this to uh, what I've been seeing I, I feel like a missionary back home I've been in Uganda for longer than I've been in America and most of my saved life has been in Uganda I got saved to a year and nine months before I, before I went to Uganda. And uh, it's like I was a baby down in Venice, and then I came here and began to walk a little bit, and God said, it's time to get on the plane. 
And uh, over the last 14 years, maybe seven months, it's come back here out of 14 years. And what Joe and I have seen, I feel like this is the blessing of America. You can give them so much. And then to find that uh, when we get to verse 36, the priests, verse 40, the Levites, and even the temple servants, what was it, four out of 24 divisions came? And then there was the temple, uh, the Levites, even less of them came than the priests. Makes me feel like what I experienced in church. You start off with this chapter one. Just should, everybody should be like, yeah, let's go. We're the ones. Yeah, we got it. And then people said like, ah, you know what? I'm kind of settled right here. You know, and besides my, my, my mom's getting old. You know, and then and then the kids. How are they going to make that journey? And you know, isn't it going to be kind of hard to rebuild that temple and all that work? <laughs> excuses, excuses. All oh, this gold and silver, you could build something to carry all the old people and the little people. <laughs> I, I, you know, like give it to me. Let me see what I would do with it. But then. I'm just another guy like them. I'd find some excuses too. But that's why it's like, I thought this was going to be a celebration book. And then I see uh, this last verse over there. Uh, last two verses. Let's just go 68 through verse 3 of... Uh, chapter 2. Some of the heads of fathers' households, when they arrived at the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem, offered willingly for the house of God to restore it on its foundation. According to their ability, they gave to the treasury for the work 61,000 gold drachmas and 5,000 silver minas and 100 priestly garments. Now the priests and the Levites, some of the people, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants, they got to work. That's what scripture says, right? <laughs> Lived in their cities and all Israel in their cities. That's it. Like, they took shifts, right? Some of them stayed at the temple and kept working while the others went and started building houses. No, that's A L L, and I guess all means all. <laughs> now, when the seventh month came and the sons of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. Then Joshua, the son of Josedak, and his brothers, the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, and his brothers arose and built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. So they set up the altar on its foundation, for they were terrified. Because of the people of the lands. And they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord. Burnt offerings morning and evening. So which one is it? Is it because it was written in the law? Or is it because they were terrified? 
What made them decide to get to work seven months after they got back? I'm leaning towards terrified. You know, sometimes, and I, <laughs> I, I gotta admit, I do this too. Like, there's sometimes where you make a decision that benefits God and benefits you, and you can't. I don't know if you can't. I say you. I can't tell which one's in top. You know, and I, and and I think it's worth taking the time to think about it and go, okay, you know what? Yeah, it, it's all around blessing, but what's 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 leading this? What's driving this? So it could be that both were going on here. But I think this is where the problem began. And uh, I think I'm going to get out. Uh, we're going to go to Haggai. I'm going to talk about this problem. Let's go to Haggai real quick. This is where the problem began. Now, I want you to hear this problem. It's... <laughs> talk about you know what uh, people tell me well i tell me people tell me a lot of things and i say you know what it's just it's just my encouragement sound like rebukes that's all it's, i hear what you're saying but that was really an encouragement well here's 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 haggai let's let's listen in the second year of darius the king on the first day of the sixth month the word of the lord came by the prophet haggai to zerubbabel the son of sheltiel governor of judah and to joshua the son of Josedach, the high priest saying thus says the lord of hosts this people says the time has not come even the time for the house of the lord to be rebuilt then the lord then the word of the lord came by haggai the prophet saying is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies desolate? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much, but harvest little. You eat, but there is not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there is not enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one is warm enough. And he who earns, earns wages to put into a purse with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains, bring wood, and rebuild the temple, that I may be pleased with it. And be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but behold, it comes to little. When you bring it home, I blow it away. Why? declares the Lord of hosts. Because of my house, which lies desolate. While each of you runs to his own house. Therefore, because of you, the sky has withheld its dew. And the earth was withheld its, has withheld its produce. I called for a drought on the land, on the mountains, on the grain, on the new wine, on the oil, on the ground produces, on men, on cattle, and on all the labor of your hands. You know, he's just trying to encourage them to get to work. That's all. A little bit of encouragement never hurt anybody. I don't know if you caught what I was catching in there, but from what I've experienced being back here, seems like some of that's going on for y'all right now. Purses with holes. Going to work. Three jobs. You know, I wonder what would have happened if they went to work right away. You know, it, it, it's it's not like they don't know how to live in tents and build a temple. I think that happened once. Maybe I'm confused, but 
Somebody was living in a tent while a temple was being built. Oh, but it wasn't a, a, a firm foundation. I know it was a movable temple. But they had the process. It could have been done again. These are creative people. And I, I, I take my own experience. When we're about to move down to the church and try this tiny living thing in a converted shipping container. And I already told my pastor, you know, what are we going to do if we're building and we don't finish components on time and, like, things are left out? Maybe I should just move down here to live in that tent. So I was willing to do it right away to get the work. And, again, it's both ways. Serving me, my family, getting out of paying rent, but also moving down to the church grounds to work more, minister more. Mm -hmm. So it's both happening, but the fact is that thought came to me. And I'm ready to do it. Why not now? So I wonder if they ever had to experience that terror. I know that in my life, I... You know, I don't know God's spanking me or not, but I know when things go wrong, all of a sudden I get holier. <laughs> oh, I better let me, let me clean my room. <laughs> I don't know. I got I got a pain in my side. Oh, I better go read the Bible. I don't I don't know if it's connected, but I just feel the need to get holy. Let's do some things God wants me to do right about now. I don't know why it has come to my mind, but it has. And so I wonder. <laughs> You know, maybe God had to jolt them a little bit because he didn't want to have to do the Haggai thing. The Haggai thing came later, but I believe the seeds of the Haggai thing came here because God is slow to anger. So he was like, look, I'm going to try to give you a little spanking now. Hopefully you get to work. But they didn't. And so the Haggai incident. So then we go now, uh, we go in verse 8. Now in the second year of their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem, in the second month, Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, and Joshua, the son of Josedach, and the rest of their brothers, and the priests, and the Levites, and all who came from the captivity to Jerusalem, began the work, and appointed the Levites from 20 years and older to oversee the work of the house of the Lord. Two years down the road. Why does the work of the Lord have to take so long? Yeah, I'm talking about, it's like some of those verses in the Bible. You're like, is he talking futuristically or now? Yeah, both. I'm talking about this and I'm talking about this. I don't know what pastor has you doing here. But I, 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 I'm not a gambling man. But if I was, I bet he might feel sometimes, why are we delaying so long on this? I don't know. Is it possible? <laughs> I, I have a little, another story about a washing bay next to our church. So we have a church compound. It's been there since before we got there, maybe a year or two before we got there. We got there 2014. Almost nothing has changed except when we got a shipping container moved in. 
and that happened 2020 or 21. So from 2014 to 2020, 21, virtually nothing happened to that compound. A bunch of young dudes started a washing bay. It's hand washing station with the river water. They're right next to us. They put up a, a shack, a sturdy shack to keep their equipment in there. They're about to start making food. They got seats. They got a garden. They got a tent. And they only been there less than a year. Why do the things of the world happen so much faster than the things of God? And I'm not talking about things of God like, when are we going to get raptured? I'm talking about things of God in the people of God's control. Why are we so slow to get to work? But the world's ready for that uh, work that might bring them some power, some money, or some influence. Yeah, we know what's driving them. But what's not driving us? Two years later. And they decided, okay, guys, let's get, let, let's get started now. Come on, you know. <laughs> money burning a hole in their pockets. What, what made them get started? So then we go to verse 12. Yet many of the priests and Levites and heads of the father's households, the old men who had seen the first temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this house... Sorry, I don't want to go over. Foundation of this house was laid before their eyes while many shouted aloud for joy. Again, I'm not those old men. But... I'm wondering their motivation for their tears. And I can't wrap my brain around anything else than the other one looked better. I know, you got a better idea. You know, I'm used to, like, back and forth, so, you know, I might call out on you. You can answer if you want. Or just go, we don't do that here. But, (laughs) But... I go, if you got a better idea, we can talk about it later, but all I can think is, why are you crying? Because this one is smaller than that one. And these are the elders. This, what are you saying? The, the, yet many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' households. So we got all the important people, the people you think know better, the people that you think are mature in the ways of the Lord, crying because... This one ain't as cool as the one we had before. <laughs> and they were crying just as loud as the one shouting for joy. So that was some like, that's ugly crying. You know, <laughs> ugly crying. That's sad. See some old men ugly crying about the look of a building. Seriously. And it gets me to thinking. I know it happens in Uganda. Maybe it happens in here, too. We don't have the relationship we need with our elders. And our elders aren't behaving like they should. And I don't know if the two are connected or they're two separate issues. But I appreciate now, didn't back then, how my elders instilled a work ethic in me. And unfortunately, what made me appreciate it was how I didn't steal to get my drugs. I always went to work to pay for my drugs. <laughs> and I, uh, if I stayed up all night partying, 8 o'clock found me at work. 
I said, I was the most functional crackhead they had ever met at one of my jobs. And so, but that began to make me think. I was like, well, I used to hate when Dad used to make me wake up on Saturday and rake the leaves. But now look at me. I'm not out there falsifying checks. And, you know, the example is a little tough, but the point is that still carries on work ethic it's good for everything and I got that from my elders what did they get from their elders that they're crying over the old building why weren't their elders telling them to get to work day one why weren't their elders encouraging or encourage rebuking before Haggai hey come on guys man let's 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 either not go home or go home in shifts where were their elders then? Oh, they were part of the all. They all wanted to go to their cities and get their panel houses set up first. If you can't count on the people with more experience than you to lead you down the right path, well, blind leading blind going into ditches. And that's an issue today. You know, we, we say, why can't we get together? Well, what are you saying old person that I should get together with you do you even want to talk to me or do I disturb you you know my look my mannerisms my attitude do you even have anything to say to me anyway so that was frustrating to 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 gather this and, and then the priests and the Levites were in it too. It's just all around not a good thing. So then I look at chapter 4 as, so if we go like this, we go at Cyrus. And Cyrus, he's just a freak of nature. I mean, this is a king who was a humanitarian. He believed in religious freedoms. He was a, a, a liberal or believed in liberty at least and he used what they call white propaganda instead of black propaganda so most of the kings were like I will kill you do what I say he made himself look like he was freeing people by letting them go home though they're still under his rule but they were happy about it like this dude nobody was doing it like him and he was still killing and destroying and taking over. For some reason, people were like, it's okay when he does it. But that last guy from Assyria, oh. But I like this guy. Go ahead, Cyrus, do your thing. It, it's crazy. So we got Cyrus in chapter 1, but in chapter 2, I'm seeing there's the problem. Chapter 3, the consequences to the problem. And chapter 4... Actually, chapter 2 was the pomp and circumstance. We're going home. We got all the money. Then chapter 3 was the problem. And then 4 is the consequences. And what are the consequences? Verse 4. Then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and frightened them from building and hired counselors against them and frustrated their counsel all the days of Cyrus the king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. 
No, maybe it had something to do with the way you're talking to people. If we back up a little bit, you have nothing in common with us in building a house to our God, but we ourselves will together build to the Lord God of Israel. As King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Did he command you to start the work in year two? Month two? So I, I find there's a little attitude in there. And I'm like, okay, I get the point. You know, we're going to do this together. But did he have to bring it like that? And that's something I believe is going on today with this uh, back and forth battles between left and right. Uh, CRT, all this stuff. It's like, I hear you, but could you have said it another way? And my wife gets me with it all the time because my family is a family of loud talking yellers and we swing our arms all the time. And she's like, yeah, you may have been making the right point, but did you have to say it that way? What do you mean? How did I say it? So it's not necessarily, it might be that they're right or wrong. I'm just wondering. And especially... It, it it's on my radar more because of the things going on today the way he said it. Because of the way we are arguing now, I'm like, ooh, that wouldn't have gone over so well right now. Mm-hmm. You can't talk like that to people. And then you turn the page and you're like, well, that's why they, uh, they're against you now. Look at the way you talk to them. Mm-hmm. You could have got the same thing and been like, uh, dude, I know you want to help, but how about you just hang? We get this done, and then maybe we can start talking about, you know, what kind, what, how we get down around here. You could have brought it like that. Still the same effect. No, you can't help. But that way would have been like, you can watch, you know, and then, and then you know how it is. When the person's watching, then they start helping a little bit, then all of a sudden they're involved. And now they're, you know, forming on the shift. But, you know, you had to come all hard on it. And these are the consequences to, again, people who in verse one, in chapter one, who have everything, they just ain't acting right. Their behavior, their heart. What, what do you guys, I know you won. God gave you your promise. Now, how are you going to handle that? Are you going to be like, okay, this is cool now. How do we make this work for everybody? So uh, we move over to verse 12. Let, Let it be known to the king that the Jews who came up, more consequences, who came up from you have come to us at Jerusalem. They are rebuilding the rebellious and evil city and are finishing the walls and repairing the foundations. Now let it be known to the king that if that city is rebuilt and the walls are finished, They will not pay tribute, custom, or toil. And it will damage the revenue of the kings. Verse 15. So that that a search may be made in the record books of your fathers, and you will discover in the record books and learn that that city is a rebellious city and damaging the kings and provinces, and that they have incited revolt within within it in past days. Therefore, that city was laid waste. We inform the king that if that city is rebuilt, the walls finished, as a result, you will have no possession in the province beyond the river. And so what's the decree? Verse 19, a decree has been issued by me, and 
a search has been made. And it has been discovered that that city has risen up against the kings in past days. That rebellion and revolt have been perpetuate, per, per, perpetrated in it. Let's stop right there for a minute. These guys have a bad reputation. Hey, Christians, we have a bad reputation. <laughs> but hey, Christians, whose fault is that? I say, just like it's the Jews' fault they have a bad reputation, it's our fault we have a bad reputation. Maybe if we own it, we can do something about it. But if we want to keep saying, they ain't giving us a fair shake. They just don't understand. If they had the Holy Spirit, they would get where we're coming from and why we're acting like this. You, We can keep talking like that all day. But maybe there's another way to get the job done. So, it would be nice if all that was said was verse 20. That mighty kings have ruled over Jerusalem, governing all the provinces beyond the river, and that tribute, custom, and toll were paid to them. And, you know, it would be nice to talk to some of them, because I remember how smart Solomon was when the Queen of Sheba went there, and, you know, I'd like to see if there's some smart people left, because they seem pretty cool, and I, I, I could use some help with my kingdom. It would be nice if it went down like that, right? It's the secular people coming for some advice. I bet some of us would like it if it went down like that for us. Instead of, <laughs> you're a Christian? <laughs> if we been like, hey, you're a Christian? You know, I'm not into all that, but if I was, let me give you a little scenario. How would you handle this? That would be so cool. <laughs> but, not yet. <laughs> so, we move on to chapter 5. Verse 3, partway through. Who issued you a decree to rebuild this temple and to finish this structure? Then we told them accordingly what the names of the men were who were reconstructing this building. But the eye of their God was on the elders of the Jews, and they did not stop them until a report could come to Darius. And then a written reply be returned concerning it. Did you detect any attitude that time? Pretty straight answer. Just, we gave them the name. Now, couldn't they have done that the first time? You know? See, it's, it's, it's beautiful when you do it right. Look, the eye of, the God, of their God was on them. And they let them keep working. Sometimes it's so easy if we get out of our own way. Sometimes things work out for us. So chapter 6, verse 15. This temple was completed on the third day of the month Adar. It was the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. Verse 21. The sons of Israel who returned from exile and... Listen to this. And all those who had separated themselves from the impurity of the nations of the land to join them to seek the Lord God of Israel at the Passover. Why didn't they kick those out? There's so much attitude, and all of a sudden you're letting them in. Like, we, we, we stomp ourselves in the foot sometimes. If you was going to do it later, and by the way, we know this whole thing started with a Gentile, Cyrus. They let Cyrus help. They let people join at the end. 
But there had to be a big mouth to those people that wanted to come help. Yeah, yeah, we know. They're evil enemies. Right, right. But hasn't our God gotten us through evil enemies before? There's no reason. You get an attitude. Like, we could have went in going, this evil enemy watching for. We're going to kill him with kindness, y'all. What is that? About heaping the coals on the head? But no. And, and I, I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a preacher, right? So I'm up here preaching. But it ain't like I don't do this myself. I screw up too. It's just not my turn to point my finger at me. <laughs> but I had to take a moment to admit. So let's, let's tie this up in a little bow. You know what? This is how we're going to tie it up in a little bow. I had a very great experience last night at Michael's house, so we're going to go to that verse right now, Acts 2.42. Let's take a trip into the New Testament. This is how we're going to tie it up into a little bow. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common, and they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need day by day continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved I had uh, the best example I can give you is my, my son has got has uh, got a, a little overlap in his uh, vertebrae, so it kind of clicks on him, and that click has made him tighten his shoulders, which has made him start leaning like this, which has weakened his leg. Now, how do you fix that problem? The therapist said we have to attack it all at once. Because if you do it one at a time, the other problems will stay or get worse. And you still won't fix the problem. So what am I trying to get at? I believe that chapter one is here. And I believe if we pooled, like some people say it's technology, some people say it's uh, evangelism, some people say it's a uh, 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 food bank, some people say it's this. I say it's all those things and more. Some people say, and, and this one is the one that gets me the most, some people say, especially after COVID, we can do this either parachurch or on our own, and I like what Warren Worsby said. There are some things that God will only distribute through the local church. And 
That's why I say it, it's not this or that. It's like my son. You gotta fix all three things at once. You gotta work on all three things at a go. And too much blessing is here for us to segregate work. We can get it all done. We take shifts. We're you are so intelligent, so creative, have so many tools, so much. <laughs> Stability and infrastructure, there is no excuse why it's taking so long. I'm sorry. I do not excuse you. And please stop excusing yourselves. They should have came back. Especially priests, because we know that that's the representation of God to the rest of the Israelites and to the nation without letting the rest of the Israelites off the hook. Because as the whole tribe, they're supposed to be the representation. But they let themselves off the hook by their excuses. So, before I get on a soapbox... Uh, good even great is the enemy of best I know like, isn't that good enough no we're called the excellence but before even that we're just called the obedience but just remember when you're like that's good enough that is the enemy of the best. And with what we have been given, don't we owe our best? And it doesn't have to be hard. Just give the dude the names and he'll walk away and go write his little letter. If you give him an attitude, then he's going to give you an attitude. It doesn't have to be hard to give our best. We think sometimes, oh, this is going to be so hard. But God may surprise us if we set out to give our best. It may actually go easier than when we just set out to do a good job. Have a good day.